Hello and a very warm welcome to Christ Church at Home, which is Christ Church Winchester's Sunday online service. Very warm welcome. Thank you for joining us. Now, most of you know who I am. I am Naomi's husband and my name is Simon. Some of you know who I am. I'm Naomi. And today we have this fantastic opportunity to look at Psalm 65. Uh, it's a psalm of gratitude. It has a particular focus on the beauty and bounty of our world. Now, before we get into that, uh, don't forget right now as we're gathering to invite some of your friends uh, to join in and enjoy the service, or you can set up a watch party on Facebook. Now, all of the Psalms are great, of course, but Psalm 65 is particularly great for Naomi uh, because she is such an enthusiastic and passionate geography teacher. Well, of course, I didn't even expect to be in Winchester until the summer term was over, but I found myself here in lockdown with this opportunity to go exploring, to go for walks, for runs, for bike rides. And I've been staggered by the beauty of the countryside and by the spring as it's unfolded. I decided right at the beginning of lockdown to capture this moment with a COVID diary in photos and pay particular attention to changes in the natural world. I love being outside. I love seeing the natural world change and transform with the seasons. So I hope you enjoy some of the photos I took back in the spring. So we're gonna see some of those photos and as they come round, uh, do see if you can spot uh, where they are. Maybe they're places that you know and that you love, you can comment on that, uh, or it may be that you want to comment on other places uh, that you think Naomi and I should check out. We're going to be seeing some more of Naomi's COVID diaries in a few minutes. Uh, but before we do so, we're going to be hearing from another amazing, ingenious and persistent teacher, uh, Shelley Frape. She is amazing. Yep, yep. I've so, met her. So medics, step back because the teachers are taking over this morning. Shelley is a maths teacher and she has come up with a fab idea to overcome a problem that many of us have forgotten but can definitely say was a problem back in the day. So, Shelley, tell us what you've come up with. Hello, I'm Shelley Frape, 
And Simon asked me just to share something that I've been busy working on um, over the past few years, but something which went live last year, 2019. I am a maths teacher and I must confess that every time we're required to teach anything to do with angles, bearings, measuring angles, drawing angles, anything at all, my heart sinks because I know that very often this is what I'm going to get. Children find the protractor so difficult to use. They're not thinking about acute or obtuse. They struggle with how to actually use it, despite being taught multiple times. And they just find the whole concept of this, this protractor really difficult to use. If you say to them, draw me an angle of 40, their first question is, what, that 40 or that 40? How do I know? Where do I put the protractor? Do I put this bit here? Is this where I start? If they do, they're five degrees out. Um, even if they start here with the line here, they're still confused. They don't know which way to go because they're not thinking about acute and obtuse. And I have moaned and moaned about this and it bugged me. So I decided to do something about it. And this protractor, which has stood for 100 years, I decided to redesign. And this is my redesign. I have removed the wasted space at the bottom of the protractor here. I have removed the second set of numbers. And because we read in a clockwise direction, um, we've got the arrows here to support what I've done. And we've got the one set of numbers there. We've got the use of colour, trying to emphasise the idea of acute and obtuse. And once I had that um, design done, I got prototypes made. I had to put them into the hands of children. I needed feedback from primary schools, secondary schools, state secondary schools, state primary schools, private schools, the pupils themselves, their teachers. I went to exam boards. I contacted maths organisations and all the feedback I got was really positive. Um, where's this been all our teaching careers? This is so useful. It's so simple to use. And so I approached Helix. And I took my design with me. They liked it. They liked the simplicity. They liked the use of colour. And they decided to see if, whether it was possible to make it, which it was. And so we went live with this version of the protractor, which is for the primary schools. Um, it went all over the papers. It hit the press. It hit the websites, the TES, the radio. It was everywhere. There was a massive launch um, last September and it has reached schools and been used by several, several schools and is available all sorts of places. It's been available for, on Amazon for over, nearly a year now. County supplies. You can buy all of this version in bulk if you need it for a classroom um, and the individual packaged version, if you just want one for your child, is going to be available from Doublet Smiths, um, hopefully in the back to school range. And once we have launched and established the primary version, we're going to launch the secondary school version, which is obviously the removal of just the two words, but everything else is the same for exam purposes. Um, so I would say to you, if you have a dream, if you have an idea, have a go. Don't let it bug you. Don't keep moaning about it. Do something about it. The worst someone can say is no. So if that is of any use to you, I hope it helps. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes life a little simpler if you actually come to use it and go for it. I wish you all the very best. So what a fantastic invention from Shelley, our very own maths teacher. All of you parents, get down to Smith's and get buying that protractor as soon as you can. And a very warm welcome to anyone who's just joining us now and for those who might be watching this a little bit later on. Welcome. Now, in the past few weeks, we've heard from quite a few of our children and young people and parents about the experience of online school. But we haven't really heard from the teachers yet. So I thought I'd ask Naomi, what's it like being a teacher solely online for the last few months. So what's it been like? Well, I can only speak for myself, but I've probably had a steep learning curve like that of acquiring new skills, learning how to deliver live lessons via Microsoft Teams. And I've been teaching all day, 
every week and delivering those lessons it's not really the environment that I would like to be in I'd much prefer to be in a classroom live with students but it's been a decent second best and so you're looking forward to going back to the real thing and seeing the students? Well, I've had a very exciting time because I've actually been into school on Friday and had a marvellous chance to see students again. It was wonderful. So, as we said earlier, this morning we are looking at Psalm 65, which is a psalm of gratitude. And it's part of an overall series where we look at what it means to sing uh, the psalms. And so we're going to be looking at that psalm and trying to understand it and then we will be singing part of it uh, later on. But we've also been looking at some of Naomi's uh, COVID diaries, uh, pictures that she's taken uh, during the lockdown. So we're gonna look at some more of those uh, before we introduce the next part of the service. So sit down, uh, get your eyes out and see if you can recognize any of these beautiful people and places. <music> Singing the Psalms is much better than just reading them. In fact, according to the latest guidance, as a congregation, we can only sing the Psalms in the safety of our own homes uh, because technically singing and playing brass and woodwind instruments are not yet allowed in church. So, as usual, we have a wonderful variety of people involved in our service today massive thanks to all of you who've been involved. It's so great to see just so many faces and hear people's voices and if we can't be all together physically in one place it is great that we can worship today. Now Mike Carson is going to start our service in just a moment. He's the one with the silver flowing locks, the shiny nose and the ready smile. Hello, good morning. Welcome to Christ Church Online and to our service of worship and thanksgiving. Welcome to all of you wherever you are at homes around Winchester, uh, around the UK, Europe, worldwide. Welcome. Right now we are spending time in the Psalms and today we're in Psalm 65 which is all about being thankful. Gratitude Gratitude is a beautiful thing and brings us close to God. When our hearts are full of thankfulness, we feel joyful and uplifted, and so do people around us. I've realized recently how many of God's blessings I used to take for granted, especially the simple matter of seeing friends. 
King David writes in Psalm 65, Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house and of your holy temple. Isn't that amazing? Not only is our God a great God who holds the universe together, but he also loves us, he loves each one of us, and invites us to live close by him so that he can bless us in person. This morning, Michael will be leading an all-age session uh, on the subject of gratitude. And then Simon will be unpacking for us the richness of God's promises for us in that psalm. So, God and Father, we pray that you'll lift our hearts to you and fill us with thankfulness this morning as we come to praise and worship and hear from you. Amen. Every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other Yeah.
few months, we have had a chance to pause and reflect on what has been happening in our world and listen to what God is saying to us. We've been able to delight in the sound of birdsong, in flowers and green spaces, clear skies and fresh air. But this has also reminded us that all is not well with God's world. The psalmist says, he has filled us with good things. Yet we acknowledge we have not always appreciated them. Jesus asks us to consider the lilies and tells us not one sparrow falls to the ground without your father's care. If God cares so much for his creatures, how can we overlook them? We see people too around the world already affected by what is happening to our environment. And we face big challenges. But as the psalm says, you, God, our Saviour, are the hope of all the ends of the earth. So in these challenging times, let us ask for guidance. Please pray with me. Lord God, we thank you for this amazing world you have created and the abundance of life within it but we confess we have fallen far short in caring for it. Please be merciful and forgive us for damaging the earth and plundering its resources, careless of the effects on our neighbours around the world. Show us our place in the world as channels of your love for all creatures. We ask you to guide us in the practical decisions we now need to make and we pray for our government and corporations to be inspired with a vision of social justice for all and a desire to seek the common good. We reaffirm our calling to be your stewards of the earth whose bounty provides us with life. Inspire us with such love for the whole world that we work tirelessly for the coming of your kingdom here, so that your will may be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Psalm 65 Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness. O God, our Saviour, the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders. Where morning dawns and evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it, you enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with corn, for so you have ordained it. You drenched its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the desert overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with corn. They shout for joy and sing. This is the word of the Lord. Hi everyone, my name is Michael and I'm part of the staff team here at Christchurch. And the psalm we've just looked at today is all about gratitude. Now gratitude means to be thankful and to be ready to show appreciation for something. 
And in Psalm 65, the writer of the psalm, David, is being thankful and showing appreciation for all the things that God has done for him. He's especially thankful for all the things God has provided, like grain and crops. Verse 10 says that God blesses their crops and their carts are overflowing in abundance with all the food that God has given them. And in the beginning, in the middle and at the end of this psalm, we see how the people are giving thanks to God, how they react to what God has given to them. In verse one, David says that praise is due for God. In verse eight, we see that they sing songs of joy to God. And in verse 13, they shout and sing songs of joy. These are all ways of showing gratitude to God. Now, I wanted to see what gratitude looks like for us. And so I thought I'd get Noah, my dog, um, back on this camera, back to see what he's up to. And I wanted to see how thankful he was when we gave him a simple carrot. As we can see, he jumps around when we give him his carrot. He physically shows his appreciation by wagging his tail and running around in circles. He shows so much appreciation for something so small that was given to him. Now, how much more thankful should we be to God who gives us so much more than a carrot? And not only is David thankful for all these amazing crops that they were given that year. He also says in verse two that God answers our prayers. And in verse three, that he forgives our sins. In verse eight, he says that the whole earth is filled with awe at his wonders. Now, God has done a lot for us and we can show so much more gratitude than Noah did for this carrot. Now, to help us understand this a little bit better, I've actually brought myself a carrot. As you can see, it's a little bit, a little bit messed up. It's got a crack, but you know, it's a carrot anyway. And now really any fruit or veg will work, but I just want us to remember when we come across a carrot or any kind of fruit or veg to pause, to remember how much gratitude Noah showed for being given a simple carrot like this and how much more gratitude we can show to God who gives us so much more. Now, I know sometimes it's hard to think of things to thank God for, but I think it's really good for us to try and think of actual things that we can thank God for in our lives. Now, if you're struggling, you might think that, OK, I've got my carrot with me. So why don't I thank God for something beginning with C? So for me, I might thank God for my camera. I can take amazing pictures of God's amazing world with my camera and I thank God for his world. Now, you might thank God for your cat, your lovely, precious cat that you hug every day if he doesn't scratch you. Or you might thank God for some cake because cake tastes really good. Now, those are just some ideas. You might have other fruit or vegetables that you come across and that you pause and think on. Um, and you can thank God for something beginning with the first letter of that fruit or veg. Let's remember to thank God for everything that he's done for us, big or small, for the forgiveness of our sins and for cake. Because it's so important to show gratitude to our God who does so much for us.
about at least two kinds of paws. So, what happened to that dreadful redhead your husband used to go out with? I dyed my hair. That's at the awkward pause. Or there's the pause you take at the top of the mountain as you gaze down in wonder at the view. The walk would have been wasted without that stopping, that catching your breath. Psalm 65 is a psalm of gratitude. It's often tied to the harvest. It's a community psalm, a a psalm to be sung together. And it begins with a pause, a silence of surrender and awe before God. Silent wonder is the starting point, a breath, a remembering, a thinking about our horizons. And the first thing it gives way to is the community remembering remembering ways in which they've gone wrong, whilst rejoicing that they can rely on God's forgiveness. God in the Old Testament had laid out how to use the land, how to care for the vulnerable, how to be fair in dealings with others, how to give the land a rest. But people being people, they got this wrong, they cheated. They cut corners, they dodged responsibilities, they hoarded stuff and they ignored the poor. We've already given time within our service today to say sorry to God for overlooking our responsibilities and not caring for the land and not caring for those who depend on it. Time has not made humanity any more caring or responsible. We haven't yet consigned exploitation of people and land to history. Our starting point today is a humble pause. But then the community goes on in verses 5 to 8 to look at the big picture. They remember the wonderful things that God has done in the past. They look in wonder at the wild beauty of the world and the cosmos. They remember that the Creator God calls all people everywhere to come in worship and awe at what he has done. They worship a Creator God who is untamed, extravagant, wonderful, not a benign parent from whom you hope to secure sweeties. We should always pause in front of the big picture of God's creation and love. Listen to the scientist Francis Collins in his book, The Language of God. He says this, we have this very solid conclusion that the universe had an origin, the Big Bang. 15 billion years ago, the universe began, says Collins, with an unimaginably bright flash of energy from an infinitesimally small point. That implies that before that, says Collins, there was nothing. I can't imagine, he says, how nature, in this case the universe, could have created itself. And the very fact that the universe had a beginning implies, says Collins, that there was someone able to begin it. Consider our appreciation that has grown over the years of the fine tuning of the universe, the speed of light, the gravitational constant, the strength of weak and strong nuclear forces, the fact that if any of these were off by even one part in in a million, the universe could not exist. Consider our ever-deepening knowledge of the regularity of the created world and the scientific, inductive reasoning and exploration that this makes possible. Consider our deep-felt appreciation of the wonder of what God has made here in and around Winchester with our water meadows and our chalk streams and our rolling hills. King David was in Israel, so he praised God for mountains and for the roaring seas. Today's psalm invites us to sit quietly in wonder, remembering that the greatness and majesty of God is revealed in the beauty of our universe. Remembering too that even that beauty is eclipsed 
by God's greatest display of love and power, the birth and the life and the death and the rising from death of his son, Jesus. This community psalm of gratitude, having started in silence, then saying sorry, then wondering at the miracle of God's big picture, ends with a delight, a celebration of the smaller picture, an almost childish, in the very best sense of the word, wonder and joy at the fertility of creation. King David, at writing in Israel, is transfixed and enraptured by the winter rains, the way they transform and revitalize the land. In, in our temperate, okay, let's admit it, at more damp climate, we might focus on the joys of sunshine ripening the corn in the fields. There is too a deep delight and gratitude in fields full of produce, a simple acknowledgement that it has not been hard toil alone that has brought the harvest, but the blessing of God too. Now, of course, this uh, was written in a largely agricultural setting and few of us uh, will know quite the same joy at the harvest of fruit and veg and nuts being gathered in. Many of us are more disconnected from our farms and our land, which of course worsens our climate crisis, but it also robs us of simple joy. But whatever your sphere of work, in the home with young children, in school, at the office, in the surgery or the classroom, in business, in the hospital, in all that we do, as servants in this community and church. We should pause to give thanks for the skills and opportunities that God has given to us, to give thanks that God desires to bless our work. Isn't it a great irony that the more we have, the more fruits of our labours we enjoy, the more we're tempted to believe that we deserve them, that we did this all on our own, that we owe God nothing. Isn't it scary that many in our world today would find it much easier than us to express and mean the words of Psalm 65, these simple words of gratitude and wonder? Isn't it scary that many in the world today would know a deeper and more genuine joy at what God gives, even though we might look at them and conclude that they have nothing? In all our pausing today, a communal pausing, we thank God for the smaller blessings of this wonderful world, of his crowning our labours with bounty and abundance. We stop. Soon we'll be hurtling on to more work, more hardship and toil, more responsibilities, but now, today, we stop and we pause in silent wonder. We wonder at our misuse of God's amazing creation. We wonder at the guarantee of God's forgiveness, symbolised and focused in the cross. We wonder at the awesome grandeur of the universe. We wonder at God's gracious call to all people in all places at all times to revere and acknowledge him. We wonder at the privilege of being called to work in God's world for good, for others, and to enjoy God's blessing. May we shout for joy and sing in gratitude to our gracious God. Yeah.
spring to melt the snows of winter till the waters flow again. Cross upon the mountain pastures, golden valleys thick with grain. Fill your hearts with joy and gladness, peace and plenty. together so I'll say the question and you say the response which should be in bold next to me. Do you believe and trust in God the Father, source of all being and life, the one for whom we exist? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son who took our human nature, died for us and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God, the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello friends, good morning wherever you are watching from. My name is Rachel Mutesi and I am a missions coordinator at St. Nicholas Church of Uganda Kaleri. Um, we thank the Lord for the opportunity to join you uh, this morning and we're thankful for the gift of brotherhood in Christ that we have with you. Uh, thank you so much for your love and support especially in this tough season of the pandemic. Uh, we have been blessed uh, through the Curry's Family Link uh, with food supplies uh, for the communities here in Kalere. And I can boldly say over 100 families have been fed or have been given food thanks to your generosity, love and support here in Kalere and I know in some other churches across the Diocese of Kampala. So thank you very much. I was asked briefly to share with you what is going on in Kampala, in Kaleri specifically. And uh, I want to say that uh, we've been in the lockdown, like you, for now close to three months. And uh, it's been the hardest season of, of my life, I should say. Um, I have always, uh, you know, witnessed suffering and pain, but nothing like I have seen in, the, in this season. One, because uh, when the lockdown was announced, it meant that there was a ban on public gatherings. And I think that has happened in every place. So churches, schools, and everything was closed. And, um, and so for children who always have a meal at school, it meant that they cannot have those meals at school. And also they don't have an opportunity to study. Um, secondly, there was a ban on public transport. And this has been exceedingly bad because um, many families, especially those with people that have chronic illnesses, have not been able, even pregnant women, to access medical facilities. But I think the hardest um, part of the pandemic has, seen, has been seeing people lose their source of livelihood. Now, many of you will know that um, most of the families, maybe 90% of the families in Kaleri are female-headed and female-headed families. And most of these women work in the market to get a source of income. Now, when the lockdown was announced, two weeks afterwards, the, the government decided to close all the markets in Uganda for, for reasons of social distancing and it was a way to control the pandemic. And this is what happened. So many women, lost you know their daily income and um and they started just being at home stranded with children not knowing how to feed them and so um as as we progressed into the lockdown the government decided that we would renovate the the, the market such that there is a sense of social distancing this has been a big problem because many of the women for example who sold tomatoes and maybe they had a capital worth 30,000 shillings now have to pay at least 300,000 shillings 10 times more the capital just to restore um, their stalls in the market so this has been a problem many women have lost their places in the market and that means that they cannot engage and so we want to urge your friends to pray for us 
Pray for the families, especially those that have lost um, their source of livelihood income, especially the women in the market. This raises a lot of problems. Uh, we are experiencing a lot of increased domestic violence in the community. Please pray that there will be restoration of peace in the families, that families will know how to work uh, with each other. Pray for the children, especially for those who are sick, in Kaleri, particularly from one of our uh, uh, congregation, one, one boy of 17 years died to malaria again because he could not walk uh, to hospital. Please pray for these families that are grieving because of these losses and pray that the, I, I know like everyone is praying, please pray that this corona situation will be solved and there will be um, proper health across the group. Also pray for the teachers. Many teachers last received their salary in February and you know Kaleri has about five schools. It's been hard for these teachers to take care of themselves and their families. Please pray that the Lord will provide. We have done something through the Caris Family Link, uh, through the neighborhood project which I'm overseeing here in Kaleri, but yet still the need is still great. Uh, please pray that these people will be fed and receive comfort, but also go to give them knowledge on what to do now that schools are not in operation. Thank you so much. Please keep praying for us and we are praying for you especially and I do follow the online services. Thank you so much for all that you're doing, for your love for Kaleri. From us all, we wish you the best and we will know that we'll overcome this because Christ lives and is our hope for glory. Thank you. After each of our prayers, we'll be saying, Lord, in your mercy, and if you would like to respond, hear our prayer. So in the power of the Holy Spirit and through faith in Jesus, we can pray to our Father. From Psalm 65, thank you, Lord, that you are a God who answers prayer. You answer prayer with awesome and righteous deeds. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth. We commit to you your world, which you love. And we pray against the coronavirus and the terrible impact that it is having throughout the world, especially for the poorest and most vulnerable people. Please help those where famine and starvation are taking hold, like North Korea and Yemen. And we pray for Christians, especially in India, where governments refuse to allocate food aid because of their faith. We also pray for your growing church in China as they witness to Jesus in a very hostile environment. Be their hope and provider. We commit to you the injustice, inequality and prejudice in our broken world. As Martin Luther King bowed the knee in prayer to you, please be answering those prayers through love and acceptance. May your spirit convict us how we can live out your truth, that we are all one through Jesus Christ. We know that we have not looked after your world with care, and consideration, but have been greedy for our own comfort. Help us to act justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly before you, our God. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. We now pray for our politicians in this country. Father God, we pray for the politics of wisdom, integrity, self-sacrifice and policy-making for the good of all. For effective and gracious Christian presence and influence in political debate. For the wise explanation of God's truth in the public square. That the wisdom of the Bible would be listened to in what it says about human flourishing across all policy areas. That the Christian groups in all political parties would grow in influence and the positive contribution they can make. As we celebrate the NHS's birthday today, we pray for healthcare professionals and key workers. O God of hope, we commend to your protection all healthcare professionals and key workers who are putting themselves at risk as they attend to the needs of other people. 
as we thank them for their courage and compassion. We pray that your Holy Spirit will support and encourage them, especially at times of physical or emotional exhaustion, that they may know the strength of your healing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our community and our church and our city. Lord, have mercy on us during this time of COVID. We thank you that the prison remains free of the coronavirus and we pray that your spirit will touch the hearts of inmates through the cards that were sent. Thank you for the difference that your presence is making there. And we pray for those in poverty in our city, the teams operating the food banks. We pray for our schools, for our hospital staff, for homeschooling and working and for tensions resulting in domestic abuse. We pray against fear, anxiety and stress caused by the lockdown. Help us to receive and then pass on your peace and your hope to our neighbourhoods. Thank you so much for our leadership team and those working on our behalf to provide comfort and guidance through this crisis. Please protect and strengthen them as they seek your face. And we pray in hope for the future of our city, that we may strive for a fairer and less polluting way of life. And may your presence be acknowledged by everyone who lives here. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. And we now pray for ourselves with a prayer generated from a prayer of St Christopher. God, thank you for bringing us to another week. Let us face our troubles, the big and the small, with happy hearts, filled with your unending love. Let us appreciate the moments of joy you send us through this week. Let us see the cares of others as opportunities to bring your great compassion to those who most need it. Finally, God, let us never forget that in all things, in gladness or sorrow, you who are all love and joy and hope are always by our sides. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you, Root family. Did you enjoy that, Dodger? Yeah, you thought that was really good. We've got some notices, haven't we, Dodger? What do you mean this is below you? No, Dodger, you can't, you can't think highly of yourself. Also, why has that got your name first? You are not better than me. You need to go. Oh, Dodger. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming along to the talent show on Friday. We had lots of fun, Dodger. What was your favourite talent? I don't... Oh, yeah, we're pre-recording. Um, we've got some amazing notices to give you today. Firstly, kids... Yeah, they are your favourite people. We are having our Scramblers, Climbers and Explorers Zooms this afternoon. Scramblers at 2pm and, oh, I can't remember what time Climbers and Explorers is. Yes, 4pm. Come along. You should have an email with the Zoom link on. If you don't, email, email Emily or the office. That sounds like a clever idea, doesn't it? Um, we've also got our prayer meeting tomorrow night. That's for the grown-ups. That's rude. That's for the grown-ups or anybody. You can come along to the prayer meeting 8pm on Zoom and we will be having a lovely, lovely, you're cracking me up, a lovely time praying for Winchester, for the world. It's going to be loads of fun, isn't it? That's not what you said. Right, shush. Um, we also have an exciting video now from Simon. <laughs> Louise is laughing behind the camera here. An exciting video from Simon all about giving. So let's watch that now. We love being part of this church community together and we do our very best to help each other. We're here to help you. If you're struggling financially, please contact the Early Church Fund. We really can help. If you need financial advice, please contact Frontline Debt Advice. And if you need help with food and day-to-day -day essentials, please contact Winchester Basics Bank. And we need your help. We need your gifts of time, 
prayer and money and encourage every church member to work out how they can regularly support us financially. For help and more information on how you give to Christchurch and if you'd like to change what you give, please visit ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give or scan the QR code on the screen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. That's really good, isn't it? We've also got some amazing news from Simon. What's that? You can smell something. What can you smell? Food. You think Liz has got a notice about food? Well, should we have a look at what that is? So, uh, I would just like to ask for volunteers for a new venture uh, that we're getting involved with. This is supporting a food delivery service in Winchester, um, who during the lockdown have been uh, delivering hot food to elderly and vulnerable individuals around the city. Um, those people basically who can't cook for themselves. Um, and now they're looking for, they need more volunteers to help deliver these meals um, across July and August. Um, either by car or by bike, um, on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday lunchtimes uh, between 12 noon and 1 o'clock. Um, Christchurch is also going to act as a distribution hub uh, on those days and we would love to have some people as well who can help to pack the, the delivery bags up with food at church on those days between 12 and 12.30. Um, so if you're over 18, um, if you want to be a rider or a driver, you have the appropriate insurance and you can help out with packing bags, then please uh, could you um, take a look at the church website for further details or get in touch with us via the office and hopefully we can uh, help this venture really fly. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Liz. That's quite exciting news, isn't it, Dodger? We're excited for that. And um, we also have some more exciting news. Yeah, well, I, well I'm about to tell that's, that's what this is. I'm not going to say we've got exciting news and then go. Well, basically, we're going back into the building. Well, I, well, no, I know we're already in the building, but, but no, they're going back into the building. Yeah, 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 even that one. No, I am sure. We're coming back for morning prayer. So every Monday to Thursday at 9am, you can join us in the church building for morning prayer. So make sure you sign up. No, it will still be on Zoom. Yeah, you like the lions, don't you? So you can still join on Zoom. But if you want to come and join us in the church building, in the church, you can join us um, by signing up on the church website and do check the diary to make sure it's on. We also are having a midweek service, um, 11 o'clock to kind of 11.45. That will be starting Wednesday, July the 15th. Morning prayer is starting tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. No, no, they, no, they don't know we're pre-recording. On Monday, we're starting on Monday, but um, our service of the word is starting on July the 15th. Every Wednesday, um, a simple service with simple liturgy, um, prayer time to ease us back into meeting in, ch in church together after this quite strange period um, of, of being all on our own. Well, I, know I did have you. No, well... <laughs> Blessing rather than a curse, I don't know. Um, obviously, the service won't be able to involve any singing or communion. We're obviously going to be um, really conscious of safety. We will be social distancing with chairs two metres apart. There will be hand washing stations. Oh, yeah, and poor washing stations. And obviously, if you're over 70 or you're meant to be shielding, government guidance does say you probably shouldn't come along. So do make sure you don't come along if you're feeling ill or if you're meant to be shielding. Do feel free um, to bring or to wear a face mask. Um, do sign up on our church website ccmitch.org.uk slash next steps so that we know how many are coming because we do need to know so that we can make sure everybody will fit. Uh, we'll also be sending out a survey. No, they're not boring. No, they're really exciting. A really exciting survey. Stop it. A really exciting survey um, so you can let us know exactly how you're feeling about lockdown and how you're feeling about returning to church because it is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, so please do keep an eye on your email inbox and give us your input. Yeah, let us know what you think. Even if it's rude, no, shh, shh, Dodger. Anyway, that is all of our notices. So I think we're going to sing now, Dodger. Does that sound like a good idea? No, I said we're not allowed to sing in... No, we're going to sing now, Dodger. Um, so do stand and sing wherever you are.
We've now come to the end of our service today. Thank you for joining us and thanks to everyone who's been involved in the service. The live question and answer session will be starting in five minutes, so that's just enough time to make a quick cup of tea or coffee. As we close, some words of blessing. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. See you in five minutes for the Q&As.